Hi, this is Angie, host of the Nature Nurtured podcast. I have found that when I head outdoors with something on my mind and talk it out to the great wide world, spirit listens and often offers some pretty great advice. I invite you to join me today. We can move our bodies, soak in the amazingness of mama nature, and maybe even experience a little healing. My hope is that you take this conversation, find your own truths, remember who you are, and take that next leap on your own healing journey. Hi, this is Angie. Thank you for listening today. Wow, today is a gorgeous day, especially for midwinter. It is 60 degrees and sunny and oh, the sun is just on my back right now and I can just feel it soaking through my jacket and just seeping into my bones and muscles and it just feels so good. It's like a heat pad. It just feels so, so nice and I am so grateful to get to be outside right now and get to be enjoying the sunshine and this warm weather. I know in a couple of days we're expecting to get some snow. The cold weather is going to come back. So I am just enjoying this little respite, this midwinter warm day treat today while I am out and about. It's just so nice. So today... Let's talk about that voice in your head. You know, the one that you hear when you're laying in bed at night and you're trying to go to sleep. Or it's 3 a.m. and you've woken up for whatever reason and you're trying to go back to sleep. And it's that voice that is chattering about all the worries It's rehashing the day and all the things that you wish you would have done or not done. It's that voice that keeps you awake. Or that voice that is constantly judging yourself and others, maybe while you're driving or just kind of going about your day. Or that voice that is going off on a pissy rant or thinking about all the things that you're insecure about, all the what ifs. Think about that voice for just a minute. Think about those situations in your life where you hear this chatter. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think everybody has that. I know I do. It's gotten quieter over the years. But everybody has that chatter from time to time. It just pops in uh, when we're just going about our daily lives. And like I said, when you're trying to go to sleep at night. But what is that? What is that worried chatter, that scared or excited or guilty chatter? What is that in our heads? Well, that's our ego, And I know society's definition of ego looks a little bit different when we say, oh, well, so-and-so, they have such a big ego. 
it usually means that they think a lot of themselves, that they're just kind of full of themselves to have a big ego, to have an ego. So it definitely has a negative connotation to it. But really, the ego is, from what I understand, from my, in my opinion, it is that very human part of us that really is trying to keep us safe. It's telling us, you know, don't do that or do this. And it is good to listen to that often. You know, it's, it, what, it is what keeps us out of car accidents and from catching the house on fire or, you know, just the day-to-day safety things for sure. Um, also, it, the ego, it wants us to stay the same. And that also is because the same to ego means safe. If you're the same, you're safe because you're alive right now. But if we change, if we do something different, if we try something new, that's scary. We might not live. That's kind of what the ego feels. That's what it thinks. And so it wants you to stay the same. It tells you you're not good enough to apply for that new job. You never have the money to be able to move out of that neighborhood into this one. You're not smart enough to continue an education after high school. You're not a good enough whatever to do the thing that you want to do. That is your ego. And it it does. It wants to keep you safe. It wants to keep you the same It doesn't like you to try new things. It doesn't like you to take a risk. It also does like you to feel superior. So in a way, society's definition of ego with, you know, having like, oh, well, they have a big ego. It kind of is true in this sense, because if we feel better than others, then we are going to survive because in human history, the strongest, the smartest survived. You know, that was, that's how we evolved. That's how the species evolved through time. And our ego just has not gotten the memo that things are different now. You know, I mean, to a degree, yes. I mean, you can't be making crazy decisions that get you killed, obviously. But for the whole, it you know, you feeling better than someone else isn't really doing you any good. It's just making you have this puffed up sense of superiority. But the ego, it doesn't, it doesn't understand that because it really is just focused on survival. It's that human part of you that's like, we've got to survive because we've got stuff to do. My job is to keep you safe and keep you alive so that you can do the things that you need to do and such, you know, so the, so humans can continue to evolve and go on. So it does its job and it kind of overdoes its job. Um, but it does have a purpose and it's not a bad thing. It gets a bad rap, but it, it does, it's not a bad thing. There just has to be some balance. We have to bring some balance to it. I like to think of it like, 
The ego is the soul's annoying roommate that has its back. Um, you know, it's, it has your soul's best interest at heart. It's trying to keep that body alive so you can keep doing the things that you came here to do. But it's super annoying because it never wants to be quiet. It has an opinion about everything and it wants to just chatter, chatter, chatter in your head. The monkey mind, it just is constant, constant. And it's normal. So it's, I would say most people, that's how it is. So if that's how it is and it's normal and it's not bad, then why am I even bothering to talk about it in this episode with you today? Because it's the awareness part. If you are aware that that chatter in your head that you hear from the time you get up in the morning until you go to sleep at night is not the soul you. When you are aware of that, that the soul you is that quiet observer sitting in the background listening to the ego. The ego is the chatterer. You, the real true essence of you, is the listener. It's the observer. And I think understanding that and being aware that you are not your ego, that's your human aspect of you, but it is not the soul you. I think that that was a game changer for me, for sure. When I realized that, it was like, oh, okay. And then it just became more easy to deal with. Um, because really, at that point, then you can kind of start to parent that ego a little bit. Instead of it being this annoying roommate or annoying little kid that's constantly getting, you know, trying to get your attention and taking up all of your space in your body and your mind. If you can parent it and say, okay, I'm hearing you. You always want to acknowledge it. Okay. I understand. I, yes, we are worried about this or I am feeling guilty about this, like honor it, listen to it, give it that attention. Don't just shove it away. I have found that that just creates a whole other set of issues for me anyway. Um, all, all of this, of course, is just how I see this. But if you can, if you see it, you give it the attention, and then you're like, okay, cool, I hear you. But that's not really what's going on. And you kind of parent that a little bit. Or you just have it, okay, I heard you. Now you need to just, you know, go sit down for a little bit and be quiet. It it puts the power back on you, on the soul you. You don't have to take the ego's crap all the time. It's you're in charge. The soul you is in charge. And that's kind of where anxiety comes in. When that ego just runs rampant all the time, it does make you feel anxious. It brings that feeling of just 
that racing out of control feeling inside of your body. And the thing that I feel to be true is that it kind of is a vicious cycle and it feeds itself. So the ego is chattering anxiously about something because it's picked up on the fact that your body is tense. Your body is showing some cues that show that things are not right. And the ego's like, whoop, okay, all right, we got to be on the lookout. What's going on? Because it doesn't know the difference between something that your body has tensed up about because it's an emotion and a remembering of something that you have or whether it's happening right now. It doesn't know. It doesn't know the difference. So it just starts to cycle. Well, then, so you then have the anxiety stuff happening. Well, then you, your body tenses up even more. And then it's just this loop that keeps happening. And, you know, that I feel like can really be, it just sits in your body then. it All of that just sits and keeps feeding itself and just, it's like I said, it's just a continuous vicious cycle that can lead to things like headaches and stomach issues and muscle tension and hormonal imbalance. And it's not just the anxiety that can be on the loop. It can be self-doubt. It can be a feeling of guilt. It can be a number of things. Worry that just, it picks up on the body cues and then it creates more body cues that are feeding the same thing. Not to be redundant, but I just really want to stress that because I think we miss that. So often we want to just, we try to quiet those things before we look into it. So, and that's why I said earlier that you want to listen to what it's telling you before you just shut it up and try to shove it away because it's going to just come right back. It wants you to listen to it and you need to because you need to dig in and we'll get into that a little bit later. So we've discussed what it is, why we have it, why it's important to know the difference between the ego and the soul. So what do we do about it? What do we do about the chatterbox that won't be quiet? What do we do about that annoying roommate that's trying so hard to help, but is really just driving us crazy? What do you do about it? Uh, One thing that I have found to be helpful is meditation. And I can hear the groans because meditation is hard. I know. That's, I, I hear that. And I used to think the same thing. But there are all kinds of meditation and you may even be doing meditation and you don't even realize that's what you were doing. I was talking to a friend the other day and she said that she just couldn't meditate. She just, her mind would wander. And we got to talking and come to find out that she goes for walks and listens to music. And I said, well, when you're going for a walk and you're listening to music, are you also thinking about a ton of different things. Are you thinking about what you need to do, what you're making for supper, um, what happened yesterday, what happened at work last week, or are you just enjoying being outside and just listening to the music? And she said, well, I'm just listening to the music and enjoying being outside. 
I said, okay, well, that's meditating. It's a different kind of meditation, but it is meditating. It doesn't have to look like sitting crisscross and just being quiet for hours. That's, that's not a realistic goal for most of us, especially starting out. I enjoy guided meditation. That's probably my top thing because it kind of keeps that ego part of your mind busy by listening to what the person leading the meditation is saying. And a lot of times they'll have you visualizing things and feeling things in your body and it keeps your mind busy so that your body can relax and create some space there. So that's my favorite. Also, just like I said, like my friend going for a walk outside with or without music. Um, Something else that you can do, other kinds of meditations. And I do this one every morning too. And I guess I had forgotten about it till just now. When I have my tea, when I am drinking that tea, a lot of times I do that while at the same time that I'm doing my affirmations and doing my, um, you know, lotioning or oiling after my shower. And I am, I focus just on that tea and, you know, putting the oil on my body. Those are the two things that I'm doing. But the tea, I really just enjoy the way it smells before I actually take the drink, the way that the cup feels warm in my hand, and just in the way that the warmth trickles down from my and into my mouth, down my throat, into my stomach. And I just am totally with drinking that tea. And it just, it's a few minutes of my day. But I, it is, it's, it's meditation. You can do that with coffee. Um, you can sit and eat a meal and just focus totally on chewing the food, tasting the food, the experience of the food. Basically, a meditation is just giving the task at hand or the thing that you are enjoying your complete total attention. You can do a shower meditation where you just are simply feeling the water run down your body and you are just feeling your the washcloth or your hands soaping yourself up. It's, it's that simple. It can be just a couple minutes. And then what can happen is, is you get to enjoy those times and slowly over time, you, you may find yourself doing longer and longer meditations or more throughout the day. And really, it's just about being present too. Those two things kind of almost go hand in hand. When I do dishes at the sink by hand, I try to just do the dishes. I try to just feel the water, feel the objects in my hand as I wash them. And that's it. When I vacuum, same thing. Just the vacuum running over the floor. And I have found that the more I do those things throughout my day, I can kind of drop into that when I am at a store waiting in line. Or if I am waiting to pick up one of my kids from school. Um, Just anywhere where I have to wait for a little bit. I just kind of drop into that mode and just kind of zone out. I mean, I'm aware of what's happening around me and I can respond accordingly, but I don't 
stand there or sit there anymore and start the worrying and start the chatter in my head about the things that I need to do or the places I need to be. And, and it really has opened up just a lot of space in me to just keep on welcoming that sensation into my daily routine. It, it really has been such an amazing transformation over how I used to be a couple years ago. And in all of that, this has been ongoing for me. This is something that I started on a couple of years ago. So give yourself a little bit of grace. Don't expect to be able to quiet that chatter in a day. It didn't take a day to get that chatter as ramped up as it is. You have to remember it's been a lifetime of letting that ego be in the driver's seat. So of course, it's not going to give that up real quickly. So give yourself some grace in that. And the other thing I said I would get back to was when you do have those things come up, the worries, the guilt, the fear, the judgments, the negative self-talk that's just running through your head, listen to what those things are. And if you see a pattern that you're always judging people about the same thing, or you keep having the same kind of negative self-talk directed at a certain part of your physical body or just something that has to do with you. If you keep noticing that same thing, I invite you to dig into those things because they're going to keep trying to pop in until they are addressed. It's You kind of just got to get in there and ask yourself a lot of questions. Why do I feel like I have to judge people about this thing? Because probably it's about you, not them. That's what I have found out on all of this is I, whenever I see something in somebody else that really triggers me and makes me mad or just makes me feel just kind of crappy, I'm like, okay, that is not about them. There, That's a reflection of me somehow. We recognize those things. And I know that sounds kind of backward, but when when those things do arise, really question yourself and keep asking questions until you can get to the root of it. Because that's the way that you will quiet that voice about those certain things. They, they won't pop up as often anyway. I mean, it's, it's ongoing. The, I think the universe likes to test and make sure that you are indeed working on that still. I know I get, I know I get that. I think I've worked through something and that I've really dug in and asked all the questions and got to the root. And then, you know, a month or two later, oh, there it is again. It looks a little different, but I'm like, oh, okay. I know what that is in me. And I can easily just kind of go through a couple things with myself and, and be on my way. And it quiets so much faster that way. But anyway, the point of all of that is the, the meditation and the being present and the, in the digging into the things that are popping up is that that is just going to offer your soul some space. It's not going to feel so crowded inside of your body, you know, because I feel like that chatter, like I said earlier, it builds up and it just feels like you're gonna, something's gotta give or something's gonna pop or blow or, or whatever. And it just, it's this inflammation inside of you just because there's so much not dealt with. 
and it, it causes, I know for me, it caused migraines. And once I started to address some of these other things, I do not get the migraines. Every now and then I'll get one that's more of a hormonal issue and my digestion is better and my muscle tension is better. Uh, you know, our body, it likes to, it, it likes to let us know something's going on. And we can get into that in another episode more about the the body telling us the things. But basically, I mean, pay attention to to the chatter because and then pay attention to how your body's feeling because it is connected. And that will open up some space as well. That way you just don't feel so crowded inside of yourself. So I guess with that, I just want you to know that you're not alone in this. I think everybody that is walking this earth right now is going through this, especially now. Things are things are hard right now. And I think the more we can each take care of these things in ourselves, the more we can kind of help the collective and we can all start to heal and just feel better. Um, because when you, when you start to take care of you, it is contagious. People do realize it. And then they, they may ask you, well, what are you doing? And then you can share, you know, you can share with them, but, um, it's, it's so important. So just remember that you are worth doing this for you. You are worth giving yourself the five or 10 minutes a day to let some space in. You are. You're worth it. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening today. I love having you join me. Even though I'm technically out here, just me and my dogs, It is exciting and heartwarming to know you are out there too, listening, walking, adding in your thoughts as we go. As always, I hope everyone has had a chance to nurture themselves with a little bit of nature today. Mother Earth always has the best medicine.